Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Puro Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at GetPuroAir.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. And now we go to Andrew Nemec, the director of recruiting for SB Live. Uh, Andrew, it's a uh, it's a busy day for you, buddy. Yeah, it's been a it's been a wild one. Sure. <laughs> I, I I don't know who who's more under the weather right now, you or me. I dude, I'm I cannot yet sit up straight for more than ten minutes without being sick. <laughs> I'm flat. I've been flat for three days. Well, what, what are you dealing with? You got, you got the, the Rona? Are we dealing with the RSV? What, what, what's, what's crippling you now? I have a terrible flu. Oh, no. No. Yeah. It's oh, brutal. Nemec. So I am, yeah, and my daughter's getting sick again, which I've already talked to Dusty about um, off air a bunch. We've, she started preschool, and ever since she started preschool six, seven weeks ago, someone in our house has been almost consistently for that entire stretch someone has been throw up sick brought the demons home hey kids kids are sick all all of my wife's a teacher it's been in our house we haven't been healthy since like september like as a home so uh stay strong in that one but nemic we got we've got uh, national signing day today today's a big day the early signing period um and i think that not just here locally, but you look nationally, what reporters are saying is that the Oregon Ducks may be the big winners of the day as their fortunes change from heading into uh, the day as when names and signatures started rolling in. Uh, the Ducks got some surprises. How big is it for Oregon uh, to be r- rallying up the recruiting rankings? I mean, it's it's huge. We were looking at a class. You know, when they lost Dante Moore, it was, you know, they're inside the top 20. That's solid. That's kind of old Oregon, pre-Cristobal, pre-Taggart results. That's a good class. Now they're flirting with the best class in program history. It's, it's an unbelievable turn of events here in these last 48 hours. You could kind of see the writing on the wall. And, and if we want to be candid rather than, you know, rather than kind of sugarcoating everything, Dante Moore, you know, we knew how much Nico Imaliave cost Tennessee. That There was reports that that was an $8 million deal. There were reports that Jaden Rashada was a $9.5 million deal. 
and Dante Moore was the last five-star quarterback standing when Oregon got him. So you heard rumors, and these have been reported, you've heard rumors that Dante Moore may have had an $8 million deal tied to his commitment to Oregon. You free up that money for non-quarterbacks, and you're probably going to clean house. And, and you can say, you know, that's presumptuous, but you've got Stuart Mandel tweeting, uh, you know, famous college football writer, that it seems like uh, whoever's willing to pay the most is winning today. You've got Coach Matt Rule at Nebraska, uh, an Oregon symbol, the Miami symbol, money bags um, <laughs> within the last 24 hours. And everybody already knows Miami like openly is willing to say, hey, we're willing to NIL the heck out of anybody. So Oregon, it seems, at least, you know, the Nebraska head coach publicly is willing to say, uh, Stuart Mandel is willing to hint. And, and everything I've heard about the Dante Moore deal seems to imply Oregon had some money to work with. But here's the thing. Everybody has money to work with, and it's how you spend it, and it's how you how you kind of flesh it out over the course of a year. Oregon, because Dante Moore decommitted late, it gave him an opportunity. And, and to Dan Lanning and his staff's credit, they kept fighting all the way to the end, and, and maybe they were running second or third, and, or maybe they were first heading into the last home stretch for some of these kids. But maybe they had a little more wiggle room to play with than others, and, and they closed really strong with – truly some of the best talent Oregon's ever signed in the history of the program. With what Oregon has already done today, do you see anything in any other uh, shifts, changes, flops, anything along those lines for Oregon or any of the other Pac-12 schools for the rest of the day? Yeah, I think Oregon's going to flip the number two running back in the West region from Notre Dame here in about 25 minutes. Uh, Jaden Lamar, a kid from Lake Stevens, Washington, one of the best running backs to come out of Washington in the last 20 years. Uh, I think they'll flip him from Notre Dame. Talented kid. They've already got Dante Dowdell, the number six running back in the country out of Mississippi. He is signed, sealed, delivered. That's a big one. Um, and, and he's a big bruising back. They need that speedster. That's what Jaden Lamar is. They're the perfect one-two punch. Oregon hosted him on a couple different visits. They had an in-home visit with him, and they sold him. You know, you don't need to be a 25 carry back in college football anymore. You don't have to be that guy. You just need to be highly productive in the touches you have to get a chance to play in the NFL. They've sold them on that. But, I mean, we got to go over this day, guys, and how it all mm-hmm. played out. I don't know if everybody understands exactly how this started. It started about 5 a.m. Austin no- uh, Novasad, the number nine quarterback in the country, flipped his commitment from Baylor. And I've actually known Austin for a while now because – I covered him uh, when he was looking at possibly going to Ohio State or Notre Dame. He's been committed to Baylor for a long time, and teams, multiple teams, have made runs at him, again, including Ohio State, Notre Dame, and Texas A&M. All three of those schools at different points during his recruitment made major pushes. They hosted him on campus. They really wanted him, and he said this, they weren't the right fit. And I kept talking to him, and it was like, I'm sticking with Baylor. And then he'd get Ohio State, and he'd go, what do you think, man? He's going to flip. It's Ohio State. And he goes, I'm going to stick with Baylor. And so when Oregon pushed late, I was like, well, we'll see. And he goes, no, Oregon's the perfect fit. It's where I want to be. And you look at Austin Novosad, and, and he is not the most electric athlete. He's not. But if you're looking at just pure pocket passer, he is about as good a pure thrower as any single player in this class. I think Arch Manning has him beat. Um, obviously Nico and Malachi Nelson and those guys are much better athletes. But from a pure passer standpoint, if you're just looking at 
picking a defense apart in the pocket. Uh, he is very, very talented. So that's how Oregon got things started. And then there were rumblings that Oregon might have a chance to flip Peyton Bowen, the number two safety in America, a, a five-star safety committed to Notre Dame. Everybody thought he'd choose Oklahoma. He chooses Oregon, five-star safety, the first one in program history. Peyton Bowen is a dominant, dominant force in Texas football and a big-time talent. That's as good a defensive back as Oregon has ever signed in the history of the program. And I think it was five minutes later, Mateo Uyunglele, and I've said all recruiting cycle, that will be the most difficult recruitment to predict anywhere. It's going to come down to the wire. It could get really wild. It could get really weird. And his top three were Ohio State, USC, and Oregon. And everybody said if you had to put them in order, it'd be USC, Ohio State, Oregon. Mm-hmm. And right at the last minute within the last 24 hours, Oregon emerges. And again, just to add a little weirdness, and this is actually true, I've confirmed this, he is in the hospital, so he did not announce his own commitment. His high school coach actually announced his own commitment, put a hat, an Oregon hat on his head, said, I'm committing to Oregon, as if he's Mateo, holds up the Oregon O, and Oregon gets the number two edge rusher in America. They all got Dalen Austin, who's the number 10 corner in the country. He was committed to LSU. Dalen Austin was a kid who's been looking to flip for a long time. LSU was probably never going to be the fit. It was always about finding the second fit. And frankly, probably half of the top 20 made runs at him at different points where he thought, well, maybe it'll be Michigan State. Well, maybe he's going to end up at USC. Yeah, maybe he's going to end up at, you know, all, all over the place. And he ends up on signing day choosing Oregon. Oregon picked up a commitment from three-star athlete Solomon Bell, who's going to play safety. And again, I think they're going to pick up a commitment from Jaden Lamar here, the number two running back in the West region. So that sums up Oregon's day. Um, It's been a wild one. Are we, uh, there's still a name that that is out there that has not signed yet. And it's been a guy that, you know, you kind of hear over and over again. It's going to come down to the last minute. Jurion Dickey out of uh, Menlo Atherton down in California, the five-star wide receiver. What is it looking like uh, for him and that letter of intent to come through? Well, I've been very cautious talking about Jurion Dickey throughout the process. This is a young man who attempted to transfer to multiple different schools during the offseason and and had a hard time finding a home at the high school level. Um, Some questions about eligibility. Um, he's, he's told people he was, you know, going to Miami on a family vacation reporter said, well, no, we've kind of confirmed that you're going on a visit to Miami. He got mad, denied it, took the visit to Miami. (laughs) Um, when people (laughs) asked him about it, he said, don't worry about it. I didn't really like it, which obviously didn't make the Miami folks very happy. There's been a lot of weirdness and I've said all along until I don't even care if he signs, I really don't until he shows up on campus and starts participating in practice, I will not necessarily believe that it is signed, sealed, and delivered. There's just been too many red flags, rumblings that he has an NFT sale right now, or he did, of a few different schools, and whichever school bought the most NFTs of him in their uniform, he'd just commit to that school. Um, And this was (laughs) within the last week. So, Jurion Dickey is an incredibly talented receiver. He's an incredibly talented receiver. Five-star, as dominant a receiver as a senior as any player in the entire country. He was absolutely dominant. But 
there's a reason that some schools kind of shied away from pursuing him when it became clear that he wasn't super solid with Oregon. There's been rumblings that he wouldn't sign during the early signing period. I tried to ask him about it. He was evasive and, and would not give a comment. So uh, we'll see. And again, until he's actually in pads on a practice field, I would be hesitant about what's going to happen with Jerron Dickey. You, you know, that kind of opens up the next question, though, in, in like sustainability of this. Because, I mean, you're looking at guys that the, the NIL landscape has changed. And we saw how many guys that came in number one class in the country last year from Texas A&M who were already in the portal this year. Um, is there sustainability with this route? Oh, I, I mean, I, I think Lanning would, would counter with what route. I think there's a number of different ways to get guys on campus. And, and I don't think just because, you know, you get them late doesn't mean they're not interested. You know, mm-hmm. Mateo's been interested in Oregon for multiple years. Like I said, I have concerns, uh, Texas A&M potentially, um, when you're not even involved. Yeah. And, you know, you're not even involved, and then suddenly you're the school. And it's like, well, how do you have any cohesion within this class? They, none of them know each other. You're just kind of looking at the rankings, picking out the top guy. Peyton Bowen visited Oregon months ago, uh, you know, and has shown interest in Oregon for a long time. Mateo Uyunglele has visited since his brother started visiting Oregon. So he's got like a four-year relationship with the program. So I think sometimes people think that NIL, um, you know, can potentially, and, and that's what we're talking about is the rumor that that could potentially be the case for this class for Oregon, which it seems pretty clear that they had, they, they probably had a boost here. I don't think we're breaking any news there. Um, But I mean, you know, I I guess I'm kind of struggling with my words here. I guess the reality is once you're in the mix for those guys, um, you know, the coaching staff's job is not just to land five stars, but also know they're they're guys that are going to fit in your culture. And so you hope that Dan Lanning and his staff are doing their due diligence. And so far, I don't see a ton of red flags with these guys. Mateo Ungalale won a national championship this year with St. John Bosco and was an integral piece. Peyton Bowen is, has been the heart of a defense that was one of the best defenses in Texas for multiple years and by all accounts is, is a team leader type player. Austin Novosad, uh, who Oregon got late, had opportunities to go to Ohio State, you know, had opportunities to go to Notre Dame at Texas A&M, it, you know, in the middle of to, speaking of Texas A&M uh, this summer and said it wasn't the right fit. I wasn't ready. I liked Baylor. I genuinely just liked Baylor better. That's the way I feel. And then he went and visited Oregon late and goes, you know what? Oregon's a better fit. I could have this, you know, and he had a relationship with Coach Stein, the new offensive coordinator. So I think, you know, that has to do with culture within a program. I think there's more than one way to skin a cat, and we'll find out, I guess. This is a whole new world and a whole new landscape in college football. It's been a massive day, obviously, for Oregon. Who comes out as the the other winners in the Pac-12 today and kind of going forward? I, you know, I just am a firm believer that when you're in the lead spot or you're near the lead spot, as long as you sign who you're supposed to sign, you got to be pretty happy. Yep. And if I'm USC, I, you know, I know they, they don't have the biggest class and that's, that's why they're not going to win the PAC 12 crown, even as good as Oregon's class is. If USC signed the same number of prospects that Oregon did, they would jump Oregon in terms of the rankings. But to get Malachi Nelson to sign, we just saw it with Oregon, right? It's one thing to have a guy committed, even if he's committed for months. You get late in the process, and it gets scary. You know, Zachariah uh, Branch was the number one receiver in the country out of Bishop Gorman. He signed. Makai Lemon, the five-star wide receiver whose teammates with Malachi Nelson, he signed. Uh, 
Uh, Tackett Curtis, who I think is one of the, the best linebackers in America. I love that kid out of Louisiana. They jokingly call him the mayor of his town because he's just that guy. I think he plays quarterback and middle linebacker for his team, and they won a state title. And he's just a tone setter, right? He's just like that kid. He signed, and I just love – I love so much about their class. I have so much respect for the way Lincoln Riley put that group together in the sense that it all makes sense to me. I think they should have done a little bit better job on the offensive line, and that's going to be a problem going forward unless they address it at the portal, and they probably will. But mm-hmm. I think just kind of checking the boxes sometimes is a big win, and I think USC in that regard is a big winner. The other winner, I think, to some extent is Washington. Mm-hmm. Uh, Washington didn't have a commitment from a top eight player in their home state coming into today. And today they flipped Caleb Williams, the All-American corner from Oregon. Oregon did have a loss today. Now they, they addressed it with Dalen Austin, who's a higher rated player. So that was a nice pivot by Oregon and their staff. But for Washington, you know, that's a staff, that's a program that has struggled to recruit the state of Washington the last few years. They've missed a lot mm-hmm. and it's been a problem. And, and there's the politics involved there. It's been kind of heated. There's been some contention between some of the top programs in Seattle and the Washington Huskies football program. So to land the number one player in the state, a kid from Rainier Beach who's an all-American corner, number one player, flip him from Oregon, that's a big win for them today. Uh, the Beavs, this has been this has been huge for the Beavs, and we have talked about this earlier. In the world where you're looking at everybody, if you're not in that top ten uh, class – you're basically trying to hold on for dear life for your recruiting class to stay intact. I think one of the biggest things is that Oregon State's class was signed, sealed, and delivered, all of them by 10 a.m., and Jonathan Smith and that crew holding on to their guys with zero hesitation as to where they're going to Oregon State. They do that every year, and that's part of the culture thing, man. Like It's really impressive. They They do a great job of identifying what suits them. They don't really have any fears heading into signing day. It's like, well... These are our 16, and it's like, not 25? No, not 25, 16. We'll go get nine in the portal, and we like these 16. <laughs> and it's like, okay, great. And they got some really good ones. Aiden Childs is the number 11 quarterback in the country. Uh, you know, he's a higher-rated prospect than one of Alabama's quarterback commits. He's a higher-rated prospect than Notre Dame's quarterback commit. I mean, you go through the list of schools that have a worse quarterback than Oregon State this cycle. And we're talking about some of the national powers in the country. I mean, Aiden Childs is legit. He's an All-American Bowl selection. Oregon and Washington both made runs at him late. And not only was he not interested, but he also had enough respect that even though I found out third hand that he'd been reached out to by those schools, he never would say that, yeah, they reached out and I told him no. He was too polite. He's just a good kid. And he said he went to Corvallis and fell in love with Corvallis. I love Aiden Child. It it will be impossible, impossible for people not to root for that kid. He's a leader. He led his team to a state title. Uh, He's just, he's a winner. Everything he does in every way, you know, he's close with his family, good to his family. He's respectful. When I talk to him, he makes a point of calling me back every time. At one point I couldn't get a hold of him. And I mentioned um, in a comment, an Oregon state fan, like, Troll was trolling me and said, how come you didn't interview Aiden Childs? And I said, I tried to. And his mom immediately was like, wait, did you call him? And he didn't call you back and got me on the phone with him like that. I mean, they're just a good family. They're just a good family. It's just good people. And on top of that, they got Kelsey Howard, 
Kelsey Howard's a dominant defensive lineman. He's the highest-rated high school defensive recruit Oregon State has ever signed. He's gone up significantly even since Oregon State signed, uh, got his commitment. He's a top 150 player. They also landed the number one junior college editor in the country late in Nico Taylor, who has kind of flown in under the radar for some reason, but he is the number one edge rusher in the country in the junior college level. He's a big-time talent. So they got from me an A grade along the defensive line, which is an area of need, and an A-plus at quarterback because they got an All-American guy who's an absolute program changer. Awesome. It's just a fascinating, fascinating group. I think every guy in that group is interesting. They also got Thomas Collins, a defensive tackle from Sweden. His coaches and his trainer swear, and they, they're adamant. They swear he's a top 10 defensive tackle in the country. He's just from Sweden, so nobody saw him. But everyone swears he's elite. I've heard rumblings that it's an absolute steal. There are people who think he should have been a borderline top 100 prospect. So that's all defensive line help that's coming in. A lot to like about Oregon State's class. All I want to know is that when he makes a tackle, are they going to play the uh, the Sesame Street Swedish, Swedish, Swedish over the top? <laughs> that's 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 what I want to hear. I want to get you out of here on on this one, Nemec. Obviously, National Signing Day, everybody's is hyped about this. Oregon loads up on defense. USC loads up on offense. Washington kind of does what they need to do to build a little bit back. Oregon State loads everybody up. The next step is the transfer portal. Which way do, do you kind of see things going over between now and basically the end of January uh, as Oregon probably looks to shift it and load up on offense? Uh, Oregon State patchwork here or there, USC on the defensive side. How do you see things kind of shifting out? Danny, this is totally so I can praise USC and the job they're going to do with defense, isn't it? It 100% we, we is. About this, right? It is 100% He's like, Tell exactly me how good what he USC wants. is going to do in the transfer portal. This is well, what he does. <laughs> USC already got a three-year starter at corner. I believe he was from Arizona like two days ago. They landed one of the best linebackers in the country that was in the portal out of Oklahoma State, a guy who a lot of people think is going to be a top three-round NFL draft pick. USC is going to load up on defense. They also got a 1,100-yard wide receiver from Arizona who's a big-time talent. So, yes, Danny, USC is going to do phenomenal. Um, I think, you know, Oregon needs to find a couple of guys along the O-line. They probably need to add a safety or corner. I think they're a little bit thin there, although they have addressed that already a little bit this offseason, maybe a backer or two. I think things are going to get interesting in the portal. What I'm curious about is Oregon State and a possible quarterback addition. From what I'm hearing early, it doesn't sound like they're seriously in the running for Hudson Card and DJ Uyunglele. Could that change? I suppose it could, uh, but, but there hasn't been that excitement uh, yet about the possibility of that happening. So I, I'm interested to see what they do. Um, but, uh, yeah, things are going to get wild in the portal, and we're just going to have to uh, brace ourselves for, for impact. Andrew Nemec, hear him on the recruit, recruiting show with Andrew Nemec right here on The Fan, and also he's the director of national recruiting for SB Live. Thanks for the time, man. Always appreciate you, buddy. Hope you start feeling better. Yeah, feel better, man. Thank you. Oh, 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 right. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.
Parts. When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Puro Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at GetPuroAir.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. 